0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effects because Del and Joey and I wonder sometimes where Joey is and if we need to bail him out. And this is a good way of venting for for like all all three of us and, and, and more. Hardless is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm a Shujin Tribble pretty much everywhere. You can find me under that name, S-A-U-J-I-N. If you do enjoy the show, please remember that over here on YouTube, you can click like, subscribe, and we've got a whole bunch of stuff over on the holy crap vlogcast.com website that might tickle somebody's fancy. It could be yours. I don't know. You could pass it out for Halloween gifts this year. I got I got nothing otherwise. Top left hand corner of the bingo card where uh, I I had a little too much fun at his expense Friday night about the weather. Hi, Dallin. Hello, and you know,
1: don't worry about it because by this time next week,
0: all that white stuff will be gone. Yes, there is that. And uh, forgive me for wincing a little bit. I had something pop up on uh, the YouTube page that uh, that I've got all the. Uh, all the stuff going on for the streaming Mm -hmm. and it i reactivated that window and that blue box whatever it was went Mm -hmm. away so i don't know what it said i hope it's not something bad I i don't know whatever and from down to the right in the midwest of the u.s bridget good evening well a an evening at least
2: yeah it's an evening um hi everybody I'm here, and I'm very excited about the shy topic.
0: I was trying to figure out what in the hell to talk about uh, with, you know, as usual, Mm -hmm. I don't like to talk about any particular thing to do with America or the Americas, because I don't, you know, I I, I want us to have a a much broader appeal that Mm -hmm. would make sense to people. And when it came down to somebody who had an incredible guest appearance on Happy Days, I had to jump on this. I just had to. Uh, well, and I mean, t- he he did.
1: Yeah, and, and if we're, if we're being honest, um, and we should. He's the he's one of the guys that let's face it. He's one of the reasons we're here right now. Yeah. One yeah. of the inspiration one one of the inspiring members of. Uh, Forgive me for saying this, but the skeptical community that I think um, got a lot of us into saying, you know, and again, I'm going to be borrowing this from a couple of my English uh, friends, Mm -hmm. uh, Doc Xavier. I I do apologize, but uh,
0: (laughs) it smells like shite. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and and makes perfect sense, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah. So for those of you that are paying attention to us live, of course, on YouTube, hi, welcome down. If you do join us, you can always join in over on the live chat, which at the moment, uh, Stephanie is there, I, I guess. Uh, normally, Stephanie would have chimed in and said, hi, I see you guys, which makes me worry that we're not streaming correctly, but everything I've got says that it should be. So, you, you know, I'm I'm just going to trust my instruments, yeah, no, I'm. I, I've got. I actually have the video
1: on another screen here. Oh, do you? We're there. We're there. Oh, good. of course, I got it turned down because you know I hate well, to hear I my
0: mean,
2: voice. Yeah. Right
0: yeah. I mean, I I get a preview window too, but if I had that running, whether or not there's audio to it, uh, n- 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 no.
2: be. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, okay. We, we got the Stephanie seal of approval
2: all right. here and good all. Of so appreciate we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie.
0: <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. See when I'm when I'm DJing. I have a very, very quick delay in my ears, like, on, on the order of, like, milliseconds. So, you know, for me to hear, you know, those talkback machines that are supposed to break somebody's concentration so they can't, you know, talk because it feeds their words back to them. Yeah, yeah. I, I i deal with I deal with that kind of thing in my head all the time when I'm DJing. It doesn't even bother me. I don't, I don't even think about it. I used to, but I found a way to turn that off in um, on my DJ software. Ah.
1: Now – what that? Of course, that means that I I lose a little piece of slightly positive feedback. Hmm. But then again, um, to date, it hasn't blown up, yep. and I don't I, I don't get that. You know, I'm about to say something, and then I, just as I say I'm about, then it starts in my headphones, hmm. and it actually throws me off track. Mm-hmm. I freaking hate that, and oh, I, used, I know. Honestly, when I first started doing that. Um, I actually had to close my eyes and concentrate while I was trying to get through what I was trying to talk about and having to close my eyes made it really tough to do the WTF news segment. So I had to, I had to learn up real fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can, com- I completely understand that. Uh, so as a, as a, uh, as a sideways, by the way, uh, while I'm doing the five minute freestyle, you two are going to have to, uh, kind of discuss it in, in text to, with each other. And okay. try to figure out uh, who's going to get that last horrible scope.
2: <clears throat> because, uh, um. Okay. Yeah. I a look.
0: Yeah. If you're not technically minded, it's it's going to be a little bit of a problem child. So you you guys you guys discuss who you think should get it. Just reminding you that, you know, I wrote him this time. So I, I know exactly what it says and what it means. And I got no problem I- with covering it. So we'll, we'll figure it from there. So. While they go ahead and uh, try to figure all that out, how about I go ahead and get us rolling over here with the uh, five-minute freestyle? So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. This time, it's calibration, and I figured something out for myself, and this is gonna sound stupid as all hell, and forgive me. I finally realized what it is that has been begging, the reason why I and so many others have been banging our heads against a wall, trying to talk to these people on social media, in person, to try to explain to them, the guy that you are saying you want to vote for is a feckless hump. It's probably the nicest way that I could put it, but you you get the idea. These people who are showing the hypocrisy, those that have got what would seem to be otherwise no moral fiber, or morals of any kind it would seem sometimes, you pretty well get the idea where I'm going on this. It's because there is a decided lack of common calibration. A lot of folks who are, and I'm hyper-generalizing here, so please forgive me, on the quote-unquote Capital L left are the people who, again, you know, uh, those who are considered otherwise the elitist educated snobs, put it that way. They are the ones, I was going to say we are the ones, they are the ones who typically will expect what I've said before, decorum to be respected for that to be how you're going to comport yourself in a particular situation. Whereas those who are, again, hypergeneralizing here on the capital R right, don't care about such niceties. It's win at any cost, win at every cost, win regardless of what needs to be done. So here's what it is that I finally realized for myself. Until and unless someone starts out with agreeing to basic tenets of reality, of logic, of reasonableness, there is no reason to talk with them anymore on a particular subject. Now, there's gonna be there's gonna be people who are gonna be like, well, you know, pfft, no shit, Sherlock I, I, I know, I know. but here's here here's here's the thing though for us to go ahead and tell somebody, I'm not going to talk to you on the subject anymore because you don't know how to compose yourself in a manner that makes sense. Yeah, they're just gonna go ahead and they're gonna blow up. yeah, whatever, you know, fine but we have the ability of then following that up with saying to whoever it is that's following the discussion, here are are the facts. Boom, 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 boom. Here are the citations, by the way. Boom, boom, boom. By the way, do that. Any opportunity that you can, seriously. And you can say, you can get away with saying, I will not discuss this topic with this person because they refuse to acknowledge fact one, fact two, fact seven, whatever it is. Now, yes, this can make folks like us who do this appear to be the elitist snobs because fer, fer, we don't want to talk with you too we don't want to talk with the pigeons that are flying around on the on the chessboard knocking over pieces shitting on the board and saying they want everything because you you don't know what you're talking about because you know, i'll just blow a hole in you with shotgun and hold that you know you, you know what i'm talking about but at least we can get the point across That there is a serious discussion to be made, and until and unless those calibration points are acknowledged and taken in and followed, there is no reason to keep on with these people. Don't bang your head against a wall. Don't keep doing it. But there's nothing wrong with knocking on the wall every once in a while to just say, hey, you know, just because I'm not banging my head against the wall don't mean that I don't have a point. And if you want to listen to it, I'll give it to you. Just make sure that you follow these points while we're going along, would you? That'd That'd be great. Episode 334 on the docket, Your Honor. Amazing Thinkers, are just people now i had a little bit of fun with this because there are two double meanings in all of that james randy the amazing randy uh, uh, of course we know for well uh, died and you know i got i got to thinking about what he would do especially in in the 70s and, and uh, early 80s with debunking folks around the world And on TV, and and let me tell you, some of those were great to see. He was a just man. He followed in the steps of Harry Houdini, who got sick and tired of being taken in by people who were going to do a seance to bring his dearly departed mother back to him. And he pissed off those seances like you would not believe People knew what he looked like. He got into costume, into makeup, so that people couldn't figure out who he was, but he still got in and he debunked him over and over and over again. Randy did the same thing. He was a just man. He used his skills to fool people to show people why they were being fooled. And I can't think of a better tribute to him than to say, yeah, let's go ahead and do our best to help educate folks in your stead. Because, you know, it's kind of what he taught us to do. I did go up looking up information about uh, Reef Badawi's condition. We have no new information. There are, of course, uh, you know, the the calls for the government to release him from prison. Again, Unfortunately, at this point, we have no new news on him. So as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, four months, nine days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So. You put your clocks back on the last Sunday of October. Well, that's going to suck. See, and this is part of the reason why I I use Eastern Time Zone and UTC because the show the show records uh, I I've traditionally held it at twelve o five a m Eastern Time here east east coast of the of the Americas because well there's <laughs> reasons uh, but then I have to adjust for. You know daylight savings time or whatever the hell it is that goes around, and that's why I use UTC as well, so that everybody else can figure it from there. I'm sorry. Personally, I would much rather have everything just you know everything's based off of UTC. Boom, done. You know that that'd be nice, but I I can't, I can't exactly have that now, can I? And
2: math is hard.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, I know what my DMT is, but you know, you just own a gas.
0: <clears throat> yep. Oh, and I see, oh, you want to be brave, do you?
2: Okay. Good.
0: Good. <laughs> okay. Good well, that being the case, then let's go ahead, do the horrible scopes and then we'll run into this whole thing. Would I say that, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting that uh, this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Last week, uh, It was, uh, last week, it was all quotes from uh, Mr. Rogers, which went over great for a lot of folks. This week is back to me. You're welcome. And when I say that the last one is, uh, I know exactly what it says and what it means. Yeah, you'll see. So for those of you that are ready with uh, your horrible scope, if you do know what your astrological sign is, great. Those of you that don't. Uh, ask your Google device to roll a D12 and make it up as you go along, because it really doesn't much matter. Doesn't really much matter. So let me go ahead and uh, I'm I'm kicking it off. It said, right, right. So let's get you rolling over here. So Aries, go to the local thrift store and get yourself some bad religion. Their last album was released May of last year on CD and vinyl. So it should be worth about two bucks today. The stylus for your record player though, that's that's gonna be a little bit more expensive. <laughs> uh, funny enough, I thought that those things were like about two hundred bucks a pop. No, you can you can get replacement cartridges for like a, a, a pack a back of four for six bucks. So
1: you know, not bad. Yeah. Well no, given the vinyl's kind of making a comeback in some places and I've uh, there's a Sunrise records store at one of the malls I, I used to go to oh wow I haven't heard of one
0: of those in a long time
1: yeah no kidding um but if you go there you can actually pick up a, a turntable that plugs into a USB port <gasps> oh one of those so ions I'm I don't know the brand but it's yeah it's a, it's a full-blown you can you can play your records and basically port them to usb uh, or port them through usb to your computer probably to record mp3s or you know some people have a home theater system on their pc that's better than you know most of those
0: ones we used to have in our living rooms yeah there's that oh and by the way uh tp hi welcome down i heard your interview with um with uh, rebecca that was a lot of fun to uh, finally hear your voice. Mm-hmm. You you sound a lot more um, mobile homish than I remember. So you know that's 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 good on you. So you know, uh-huh. there you go. There, there's a, a joke in there for him. Yeah. Okay.
1: Anyways, uh, Taurus, <clears throat> go through some old boxes in your house this week. You're going to find some long lost family recordings. Now you better find out who's in them and from when it was recorded. You know. Remember. Blackmail works best when the statute of limitations is still a viable threat.
0: It's
2: true. And I take the long way home this week. Not for any reason other than to get some last looks at the leaves on the trees before the snow comes. Unless you live in an urban cityscape, then you can just imagine what it would be like if we'd gotten flying cars. People have a hard enough time with traffic circles. Imagine adding altitude to the mix.
0: I know, I know, I know, Stephanie, I know, roundabouts, I know.
2: Roundabouts, I know, traffic circles in the States, roundabouts in the UK, yeah. Yeah,
0: I know, but see.
2: We never went metric either, so. Yeah,
0: see, the the problem is every time I say roundabout, all of a sudden I go. It's a visual joke for some people.
2: Well, I go yes song. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's a visual joke for those of you that are listening. You should take a look over in the YouTube, you, whatever the hell. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, cancer moonchild. Uh, by the way, I did get I did try to get in contact with the guys that I stole the idea of the horrible scopes from on Twitter to see if they could explain where the term cancer moonchild came from because it started from mm-hmm. their show. Yeah. I haven't heard back yet. I, I think it's got something to do with that uh, cease and desist letter that I'm... Uh, I'm <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> Cancer Child. Sneaking kisses in the utility room with a mall Santa is not just hacky, but it's disrespectful. It's not even Halloween yet. Wait until after mid-November, at least. By the way, you know they don't deploy mall Santas until then, right? Yeah, that guy you snogged? It was just some weird cosplayer. <laughs> uh,
1: gee, w- w- weird cosplayer you know, you, given, given the places we've gone
2: yeah. you, yeah, is, yeah.
0: you can make an industry out of that yes. yeah and I think they did anyways <laughs> Leo
1: your keys are missing but at least you have a friend in a band who can help ask them where the key of F flat minor is But make sure you have an escape route planned. You're going to need it.
2: Virgo? Who's a good doggy? Who's a good boy? Is it you? Yes! Yes, you are! Yes, you are! Okay, good. Just check in to see if you're a werewolf. You check out. No problem. Thanks.
1: You know, given the whole cosplayer thing, all I'm seeing is... Half the fursuit cast at uh, Anthrocon responding to what you just said. <laughs> and it's hilarious and creepy at the same time.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm conflicted. So.
1: You think you're
0: conflicted. I'm the one. You're that's conflicted. Gonna- yeah, you're conflicted. I've seen this. <laughs> More importantly, he's seen the tribal fursuit, which does not have a tail and does no longer exist, by the way. Yes, but thankfully I had something for that. Hallelujah! Uh.
1: Cut, to, cut to my twenty-six of rye,
0: mm-hmm. uh. Libra. Okay, so Libra, we, we're we're back to giving you uh, sound advice for uh for for work now. So have you considered becoming a data load balancing expert, Libra? Yeah, it's pretty easy if you specialize only in laptops. All you have to do, pick it up hold it overhead, shake it side to side while twisting it. Eventually you'll hear the data shift with a thunk, letting you know it's finally evened out inside. All those days with an Etch-a-Sketch, trademark, finally came in useful. And remember, Etch-a-Sketch smoke. Don't breathe this. (laughs) There's a handful of people that actually remember what I'm talking about. I used to
2: have one.
1: Me too. Uh, anyways, Scorpio, your most life-threatening medical conditions were entirely preventable. But your parents decided to bang uglies and let the chips fall where they may. And
0: now, here you are. Completely your parents' fault. You know, that's twice you went ahead and you said, let the chips... What, what did you say? Let the chips fly? Fall. Aww. Fall. Fall. Fine, I'm changing it because there's no way. You know what? You did it twice that way. Fine, you know. Okay, fine. luck, luck. No, it's fine? fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, all right. Mister Passive Aggressive.
2: Uh. this week you'll be very pleased with the decision that you made, mostly because you not only thought you knew what you were talking about, but you were right. Congratulations. But. Now that we're told you about it ahead of time, have we accidentally altered the future and given you a false sense of future accomplishment? Um, oops. Sorry.
0: It's, it's, that's how it works out. Capricorn, listen carefully. Just because you don't eat out as often as you used to doesn't mean you can't eat out more. If we have to explain this one to you, you weren't paying enough attention. Get your head into the gutter more often. Uh, what, is, what What? was the
1: old uh, subtext for, for TGIF? Some people go there. We live there.
0: Yeah, Anyways, they're,
1: they're, uh, there's that. Yeah, uh, keeping on with the innuendo, Aquarius... Oh. This week will bring you great joy. Mounds don't says you. If you are now wincing at this repressed melodic memory, that means the marketing department marketing department did well.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: No, nope, no, nope, that's that's fine. Now,
2: yeah. oh,
0: here we go. go. Yeah, us is, is uh,
3: Okay, here we
2: Okay, go. Pisces. Remember this. There will be a test on this later. Lambda in meters equals the speed of light in meters per second divided by frequency in cycles per second. Good. Now use that answer. Multiply it by the velocity factor of the coax, which, knowing how cheap you are, will be RG58. So that would be 0.535. And you're not bothering to pay any attention anymore, are you? Fine. Good luck on that FCC test. You're gonna need it.
0: And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Uh, for those that you are, that completely appreciated that one, di-di-di-da-di-da. <laughs> there are a handful of people that actually understand that, and congratulations. You're my straight keys for tonight. <laughs> Yeah, it's another one that people are, most people are not going to understand.
2: <laughs>
0: I have no idea what it is that she's doing right now. All I can guarantee is that worst it has code. nothing to do yeah, with it
2: alcohol. With, no, it was Morse Code for YYZ.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, I, I, I forget about that. Yeah, YYZ.
2: Or in Barbaria, that's Z, okay? YYZ, otherwise known as... YYZ and the the Barbarian.
0: Yes, YYZ. Otherwise known as,
2: um, is that an airport up there in Toronto?
0: No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Airport
2: code in Toronto also happens to be um, an instrumental by Rush that was inspired by the Morse code on the transporter coming back to the airport. Name YYZ. (coughs) How cool is that? Otherwise known
0: as Pearson (laughs) International Airport. To the best yep. of my recollection, the international yes, part goes correct. across the border with the U.S. Yes. Yep. Been
2: there, done that. Had yep. a great time, yep. but due to COVID, I, who knows when I get to do it again? Yeah.
0: Well, legally.
2: Well, like, well, legally. yeah, but I mean, they'll stop me at the border, and <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing now. So, yeah.
0: I mean, you, you, could, you could threaten that you, you're gonna you're gonna blow up from. Uh, Uh, I was going to say Chipotle, but no, Chipotle is actually good.
1: Um, No, no, no. Look, 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 just, just tell them you're going to Alaska. You'll be fine.
0: (laughs) Um, We talked about this. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. We (laughs) did. We did. And and I I was, I was one that was very upset about that one, but that's, that's whole issue for me.
2: I, 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 I try to do things legally if I can. I have a passport for a reason, but because of COVID, you know, yeah, <laughs> um, can't come up to see you. Sorry. Um, Where is that story?
0: Um,
1: Down on
2: the pronunciation.
0: Yeah,
1: could you um, take a look at that? Oh, the uh, what? Enredon uh, Tech wrote. Yeah, to that, all I can say is, why am I not surprised? And and for the for the for the posterity of the audio version of this show, which I'll plug later on, Enredon uh, Tech said uh, the answer to the FCC test is. Ron Jeremy. And then TP Seeker just, you know, you know, you, you think you had cringe right. now, but the quote but the quote skippy the magnificent, hold my beer. Oh, poor RJ. Hate to see the movies he's making
0: now. Making now. I'm just going to go out and put this one out there and see what happens.
2: If, I'm sorry. I know who that is, and I'm sorry. I've never seen, but I know.
0: If if he didn't have a, a cameo in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, somebody missed uh. an opportunity. <laughs> just saying. I am
1: entirely too sober for this show.
2: <laughs> I haven't had... I'm sipping here. I'm, I'm drinking water, okay? Through <laughs> your I'm sinuses? Tired. <coughs> Not, I was that's my, coming my, my, way you know, on my keyboard I'm so- <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> see there, there's a there's a long-standing unwritten rule for the uh the Friday night radio show that in the opportunity to make somebody who says they're going to take a drink to effectively uh nasally accelerate said drink halfway down you are morally obligated to have to do that So...
2: At least you don't owe me a new keyboard. My timing was good. (laughs) And and my drink is not sticky.
0: Okay. I can get away with saying this. Keyboard bukkake is expensive. We don't. We don't. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, So... <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's 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 deal with the uh, let's deal with the situation um, in in the best way that we can with as much entertainment value as we can get out of it. Death itself, we know for well, sucks. It, there there are no happy parts of death. However, as we know for well, when you go down Nolan's way, it is not about mourning the dead. It is about celebrating the life that they led, that you were part of it. Although I can't really, I don't know if I like Dixieland or not, or or it's just, it, I mean, the idea of everybody soloing at the same time, I, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, is is what it is. What did, what did you put it over? What is,
1: oh. Oh. Uh, in case you're wondering, uh, what I put in there, uh, this is from George Rob. I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, when he did, of course, George Rob being a musician slash podcaster extraordinaire. <laughs> <on my dad. laughs> Rob. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, look, I did, I, I did about three hours worth, or no, I did about two hours worth of narrating today. So my throat's a little shot. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Anyways. Uh. For the opening of the Amazing Meeting 2014, he did a song dedicated to James Randi. And if you've ever heard the song "Happy" by, uh, I can't remember his name, Pharrell. Yeah, uh, it's done to that tune. And I, I remember hearing it on on the Geologic Podcast. And I'm like, I wonder, is there? Could there? Will there be? And YouTube delivered. Of course so, it does. Yeah, through that link in the notes and yeah, we got to put that one in the show notes. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure that we end up doing that.
2: Is that Emory Emory in the video? It could be. It is. I, to, I know that guy.
0: I have to take your word on that. See, uh, uh, the problem is over on my screen, um it's the 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 video thumbnail is very yes. blown out. Uh it is that, very is it's got a lot of white to it and yeah. uh-huh. the the reason yeah. the reason why when when Dallin said it was George Robb's video, it made perfect sense because if I looked the right way, if I squint the right way and kind of, you know, reduce the amount of photons that are coming into the back of my head, I can just make out that bald paint of his reflecting all the sunlight into the camera, which explains why it's all blown out like that.
2: So, (laughs) Yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I get that too. Believe me.
0: (laughs) I actually want to have him on the show and I don't know if I'm going to get him now that I said that. Um,
2: I know, right?
0: George, we had we had a great talk a couple of years back.
2: Yeah, different we did too. Well, I, I, I got him track. to laugh.
0: I got him to laugh at that Canadian <laughs> <of> money. So <laughs> you got him to trade eyeglasses. Don't start, man. Hey, that was
1: his idea, not mine. Yeah, that's true. I keep you, forgetting.
0: He, I keep forgetting that.
1: Yeah, all he said was, "Hey, hey, hey, take a picture. Take okay, here, <laughs> give me your glasses." That like, like, what the hell's going on? But yeah, no. Afterward, after that. Uh, I think it was during the, the first intermission I went up and, um, you know, I went to buy his CDs cause you know, Why not? if I, okay, look, if I'm buying a physical CD from somebody who, you know, does most of the stuff digitally, that's a gesture. Yeah. A major gesture. And now that I think about it, I've got about two or three people who I owe physical CD money to, but I'm broke because yeah. I don't have a job anyways. Um, And so, you know, dishing out the money and it's, it was the new money. It was the new $20 bills. The, the, the ones that we have now that are plastic, basically. They're good. They're good bills. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so he starts talking about, I guess the the first time he ever saw one of those, uh, he was at a place, he was at a bar uh, up in Canada and something, I guess, got spilled on the money or something like that. And she, he saw the bartender with, you know, a, a relatively clean rag actually wiping down the money to get the crud off of it. And I said to him, like, isn't that illegal? And he looks at me funny. I'm like, well, the the Washington, isn't that money laundering? And he just looked at me like, I can't believe I let you get away with that. At at least he got a laugh out of it.
0: Bridget, is he he done?
2: (laughs) No, I mean to continue. Please. I mean, yeah. I got
0: I
1: got one more from that from that uh, that show. No, it sure, wasn't me, yeah, go
0: right ahead. I don't know. It's fine.
1: Uh back in the day, George was very heavy on Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With 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 one-shots, puns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, doc, doc waxen level puns. I know. So much so that he created the Twitter song.
2: <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Oh, that's amazing.
1: And he performed the Twitter song at this gathering that we were at. <laughs> well, he was not the one who did the verse, who, who did the song itself, because he was too busy playing the guitar. And he had to.
0: Hoodie rope in. <laughs> Nathan Phelps.
2: Oh, well. Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know who Nathan Phelps is. No, I know,
0: is. I know, I know. It's just, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm trying to remember. never heard him sing,
2: but yeah.
1: I've tilted back a few beers with that guy. He's he's a great person. Yes. Make, make no mistake. Yeah, um, absolutely. A homeboy trying to keep a straight face while he was doing that.
2: <laughs> worth
1: <laughs> the price of admission.
2: Yeah.
0: See, the only person I remember who did that, although I don't even remember the song, was uh phil plate you I've know if, if if, if, if phil had Hill. been
1: there he probably he, he probably would have done it but yeah yeah you know turns out nathan just happened to be there it was being put on by by the local um oh some skeptic group uh, or other. I bet. well no it was, it was the big one the uh the cs is it is it it's cfi cfi thank you center mm-hmm. for inquiry yeah. I've been out of that loop for so long, that yeah, I, I, I forgot it. I know what you mean.
2: Yeah, my you know? Venn diagram looks a little funky. You would be amazed.
1: <laughs> mm. but, that, but that's what makes things interesting in life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, get, get, get out of your bubble. Like, do a little bit of mingling with other bubbles, and you'd be amazed the kind of stuff you can
0: come up with. And yeah. you actually come out of it a better person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what that's that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good jumping off point that uh, that we jump into. Um Center for Inquiry, CFI uh, has its national headquarters here in the Buffalo area. Um where I live, it's about a 40 45-ish minute drive from here and they they have had I don't know how they're running it now if if at all because I've have, I haven't checked in a long time. But they have traditionally had a secular Sunday meet, greet, and talk, and yeah. you know, folks would come in for like you know, uh, ten in the morning. Uh, they'd have coffee, they'd have orange juice, have bagels. They're, they're acceptable bagels. I can get away with saying that, and you know, and uh, have a topic to talk about and a round table and you know the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I would go there once in a while, um, and Tiny Trouble would come with me. Reminding you that this was ten in the morning after getting to sleep after one of these shows, uh-huh. sometimes at three three in the local? morning. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I would occasionally show up and be like, "I'm here." <laughs> they they knew that uh, they that a lot of them knew because I had said that you know I I do a podcast the night before, so I'm still kind of I'm here. Don't ask me how I drove here, but you know I'm here. yep and um, get between me and the coffee and there's going to be a problem. And yes. The Center for Inquiry is a lovely organization. They've done uh, they've done a lot of a lot of good for getting people together who may not be necessarily seen eye to eye on many other things. But the idea that they can get together and everybody can basically say, okay, let's actually have a proper discussion about stuff and hash out what it is and suss out the, the, the reality of whatever the topic is and go from there. You don't have to agree on economics. You don't have to agree on doctrine of whatever the hell else. But the idea of having people just be able to get together and just, you know, talk Instead of yelling and screaming at each other and, and making accusations, you know, hey, A1. A now, James Randi, and, and Bridget's going to pick up the ball on this one a little bit because she did a lot of read up. She, she was very happy to tell me before we came on to hour by the way. Um, James Randi had kind of done something uh, not quite the same, but in the same vein of doing a lot of skeptical inquiry. And kind of started his own group, which intermingled directly with the two. And Bridget, if 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 you've got uh, if you've got a piece to go ahead and pull that together now, that'd be a great spot.
2: Uh, sure. I, I know that you know. One time he was with you know I forget the name of the organization, you know the the original name and stuff because you know I. I yeah, I don't. don't re- I don't remember what. It I was. don't remember.
0: I, I think it was something like the James Randi. I mean, Foundation, he's going to be James.
2: No, 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 that was later. JREF, um, the oh, James right. Randi Educational Foundation. Yes, yes, was there. later. But years ago, he was with another organization, and um, when Yuri Geller filed a lawsuit against him, <laughs> you know, he I'm was sorry. on the board. Yeah, he. Uh, they had to distance themselves because they were afraid of you know his being a legal liability to them and removed him from the board. Yeah. But then when they came back several years later and came back as CSI, which I'm not sure exactly what that was either, they uh voted him back on the board of that. And this is way before JRF.
0: I think that would have been the uh, Central for Skeptical Inquiry. Probably. Probably. Oh, and and by the way, just just so we get this on the record, quite literally, um yeah. Mr. Geller, uh, Yuri Blown out dress <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, did it? Did and I? Mute, did I mute my microphone well enough for that?
2: No, uh, but you're good. You're okay, I
0: can't I, wait to
1: see. I, I can't I, wait to see the full length of this recording, and I, I'll be able to see that spike perfectly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've All got right. a, I've got a spot where it's really um. Yeah, the, 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 don't worry about it. I got it. Don't okay. worry.
2: Okay. Well, anyway, sorry I just that. I just have to explain that I remember as a kid. You know, watching him on Johnny Carson several times.
0: Oh, he was, he was a freaking hoot with Johnny Carson. I
2: mean, he was. And yeah, my dad and I would watch and he's like, check this out and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I loved the fact that, you know, he was a magician, but also able to prove how people who were, you know, fraudulent and claiming to have psychic powers like Uri Geller and, you know, pop off and, and those people was able to, you know, reproduce what they did and show it to be a farce and yeah. then explain how it was done and it would ruin those people's reputations and, you know, all this other stuff. But, you know, he did it for the public good, especially when it came to you know, psychic powers and things like that. And he never called himself a debunker. He hated that label. He preferred, you know, an investigator. And that is what he did. Yep. And I'll tell you, a, a yeah, this is a personal anecdote. Um, but, you know, every year in Las Vegas, they would have something called, you know, TAM. It was the Amazing Meeting. Uh, that was put on, you know, by the James Randy Foundation. It was a big fundraiser and, you know, way out of my price range. I'd always wanted to go. And the first time that I met uh, James Randy was in Washington, D.C. back in 2010. And that scowl that he wears intimidated the daylights out of me. And so I, I quickly introduced myself, but I was shaking like a leaf. It just, you know, I just wanted to say hi. I didn't get a picture or anything. I was just like, I'm so glad that I got the chance to meet you. And then I like bolted. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, in 2012, um, you know, I'd always heard all these wonderful stories about going to Tam, you know, but that was, you know, like $1,500 minimum just to even get in the door and way, you know, out of my price range. And so this, person that went by the label surly Amy uh, had wanted more female representation at these kinds of kinds of events because it tended to be mostly males. And so she raised enough money to give grants to six women to be able to cover the fees to attend you know Tam. And just as a lark, I figured, why not? You know, I sent in an essay of why I wanted to go and, you know, what my background was and all that. And then, then I got notified that I was one of the six, and I got to go. And it it was literally life-changing for me. Um You know, I got to meet, you know, James Randi in person and, And he knew that I was one of the grant recipients because there were six of us and we had, you know, I survived him 2012 and, you know, surly people or whatever it was, yeah, I was a surly chicks. And he stood up and had like tears in his eyes and gave me a big hug. And he said, thank you so much for coming. I'm so glad that you're here. And I got a picture with him and then, After he, you know, was done with, you know, his, uh, you know, uh, presentation at the convention and demonstrated overdosing on homeopathic, you know, (laughs) sleeping aids by eating the whole bottle. Yeah. You know, know, he grabbed me in the hall later and uh, thanked me again for coming. And just started chatting with someone else. A couple of other people pulled chairs up beside him. And I sat in the floor in front of him for about two hours (laughs) and talked about his childhood and all these wonderful stories. And he was a big fuzzy, well, not big. He was shorter than I am. Um, But he was such a fuzzy teddy bear and had such a great sense of humor and a wonderful storytelling nature that just sucked you in. And my husband um, sent me a quick, you know, phone call, which he was just checking because, you know, you lose sense of time, especially in Las Vegas. And he's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, I'm sitting with uh, J- uh, uh, Randy right now. He's like, no, I'm like, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> 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 And that memory will last me the rest of my life. I mean, it was just such a wonderful thing. And then that opened up my whole world um, because I met so many people at that convention. You know, George Robb, Emory Emory, Heather Henderson, all those people hung out with them for a whole weekend and we're still friends. And that completely changed my life. Just going to that and meeting all of these wonderful people that I would have never met otherwise, and I still keep in touch with them throughout the years and run into them, and, and you know cons over and over again. I mean, my family gets bigger with every con.
0: Yeah, f- uh, for the record, by the way, uh, as a as a as a side note to that, what we were saying about um, when when you expand out your uh, your bubbles. You know, it's, it's amazing, uh, the people that you meet, the, the interactions that you end up having to the same angle, uh, for, for those that have remembered hearing me talk about it. My wife died in 2005, 2007. I went to Anthrocon because I was told to go. And there are a number of people that I met from that very first that I am still in good contact with, still on great terms with, people that I consider friends, and you know, in 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 some cases, uh, you know, in the in the the furry art circles, you know, some of these people are considered, you know, I would never, I would never be able to talk to somebody. Come on, let me let me introduce you. Yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, this is uh, Eric the Schwartz go ahead and say hi <laughs> no no really he's, he's just a regular guy well you know stuff I, like stuff like that that's 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 why i like <laughs> having opportunities like that like uh like uh yeah. was was another uh sandy schreiber um heather bruton who yeah. both know me both like me both you know when when we get to see each other at uh, at conventions now you know, the first thing is not you know. I want to see what I want to buy from you. The first thing is, how are you doing? What's been going on with the house? How's your How's your hubby been? What's going on with the with the parakeet that you've got? You know, we're 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 friends and, and people first and foremost, and that's that. What was I- what was the line from last week that I used? Um, the most uh the the most valuable gift you can give is of your honest self. And I feel like I've, I've gotten that from so many of these people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, the the craziest thing for me was 2010. Oh God. Yeah. Getting to meet all all the, all the
1: gang. Yeah. And that was, I can't begin to tell you just how insane that was for me because I was just out of my divorce. Yeah. I had finally gotten into a place that wasn't being uh, loaned to me by a sibling like I had, I had just started living on my own after, you know, 10 years of married life. I was low to say the least. And then, you know, somebody from, from the club pinged me and said, Hey, you know, do you want to go to Anthrocon this year? And I'm like, yeah, I think I can afford it. Well, well no, I mean, I didn't know. And you know, that was the year that, uh, it seemed that everybody from, uh, the conspiracy was going. Yeah, and just so you know the arrangements, the arrangements were made. I flew to Pittsburgh, and honest to God, going up that elevator, we actually got onto the elevator at the Weston. And uh, the <laughs> folks, <laughs> back then, you have no idea.
0: That's a trip.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think they put in that floor request system on there, uh, strictly because of, of Anthrocon. Apparently they've jigged something with the, uh, with the elevators. Now it's similar to what we have in hospitals nowadays. Mm. Um, but yeah, one of the guys from our Friday night show actually picked me up at the airport. Never. I'd never known this person before in my life. And, you know, we, we talked for a bit. Uh, we, we got, got downtown, we parked. Uh, I met, uh, n- another person uh, out in the front of the hotel someone I'd been wanting to meet for a very long time and then we got up the elevator to the 14th floor and honestly as Aaron was knocking on that door my heart jumped from my chest to my throat now you just to give you guys some context, I've known these people by voice and by avatar for almost five years. At this point, these were dear friends, but I had no idea who they were physically That door opened and this biker looking dude with gray hair down to his shoulders, looks at me, he's got the, I think he had, yeah, he had the goatee and stuff like that at the time. And he had this big smile on my, on his face. He looks at me and he goes, man, you look like you need a shirt. There's another story behind that entirely, but he hands me that staff t-shirt and I'm like, son of a bitch. You know, and the, the guy was, he was the guy that actually runs the, uh, the club we're talking about, uh, in second life. And the next person that I meet, his wife, I'm not a religious man, but bless her heart because her first words to me were, you look like you need a drink and proceeded to pour me one of the strongest Ryan Cokes I've ever had in my life. And like I said, bless her heart. Oh God. I, I walked into that place and as soon as, as soon as they saw the name tag, they just kind of went, it's you. You're that cheeky son of a bitch on the Friday show that comes in all the time. And it was so awesome meeting everybody there for the first time. And you weren't there at first. We yeah. actually had to come up and get you. Yeah. And yeah, your, your first words to me, um, I'm using my one. Fuck you're tall. And <laughs> <laughs> then. I wasn't wrong. No, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm I'm am, I'm am a tall person, but especially to somebody who is
0: not five nine and three quarters. Thank you, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but but no,
1: like it, it's just. And again, it's been, um, it, it's it's been friendships that have lasted now for. Over a decade at this point and you know we've we've had some laughs we've had some tears we've we've shared so much yeah and if I hadn't expanded out if I hadn't taken that leap to go from like you said one bubble intersecting with another to create that Venn diagram, who knows right
0: yeah and and and, and, and that's you know and, oh sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, and, and, you know, bringing it back, back, bring it. Episode 334, take 14. Action. Yeah, I'm doing good today. Yes. (laughs) I've got a set of drumsticks in my office. Yes. uh, Two B's, Two. uh, Mm -hmm. No, sorry. Five B. Nice big knuckle whackers on these. There's a, oh, there's I have a drumsticks
2: card. in my office, too, but they're autographed by Neil Peart. Not to make anyone jealous, but I do have those. No one touches
0: them. Well, that's <laughs> the thing I got. Are, uh,
1: I got a set of chopsticks out in the kitchen, so. Yeah, but you <laughs> didn't
0: have anybody beside Well, no, you could. You know, whatever. And anyway, anyway, a very fine point pen. Well, it's Sharpies. The, the, where, where I wanted to kind of take this <laughs> is that um, – what James Randi ended up doing, outside of the the magicianhood and the escape artist stuff, which, uh, by the way, um he was damn good at. He, he was damn good at. Now I, I joked earlier about you know somebody who made a, a a a cameo appearance on Happy Days, and he did, he did, which was uh, which which was kind of cool. But you know James Randi had a, a very long career in magic. And when he got into the investigative part, it, in difference, we will we will not say the debunking part because you know, whatever. And I I, I understand why he mm-hmm. he would not want to be called a debunker because debunking is proving have- something false, which is not yeah. what we really want.
2: And and it throws out a negative con- connotation that they've already prejudged that you're a fraud. Yeah. And they're set out to, you know, um you know, yeah, you know, that you're set up to fail against them and that they're, you know, trying to yeah, you know, create issues and so, you know, he went he preferred to be an investigator or a skeptic and went by both. And you know, that that's a legitimate yeah, you know, argument.
0: Yep. Uh for instance, and I, I, put this one, I'm going to have to add this into the, into the show notes also, uh, a one Mr. James Hydrick, famously was, um, was shown, um mm, how, how do, how do I best word it? Anyway, I'll, I'll have to find the video, uh, on YouTube about it. James Hydrick was, uh, one of these guys who, in the late 70s, uh mid 70s whatever in the 70s his thing was that um he claimed to be able to turn pages of a phone book Uh, with just the power of his mind
2: i remember this one
0: yes and uh he went on tv and uh it was um uh who was the mc uh from the price is right uh, Bob, Bob Barker, Bob Barker, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I love that name. I've always loved that name because a Barker is look uh, look at up like for yourself, like a
2: carnival Barker. Thank you. you. Know. Anyway, yeah. um,
0: but uh, but he went he went on the show. He he demonstrated it, and James Randi is just like, okay, what I've got here is uh, something to try to see because I think the way it's being done is through breath, through through moving air, so. In order to see if that is is a thing, I have these packing peanuts, and I'm gonna sprinkle them around, and I would like you to now do this again, and I if if the if breath is actually what's going on, is going to move those peanuts, and if it's not, well then you know, it's it's obviously not that and I'm and I'm wrong. So go ahead and do it. Couldn't do it claimed that the overhead studio lights which by the way studio lights are rather hot they really are if you've never worked in a in a television studio oh trust me they are yes i've done i've done a little bit of a little bit of production work anyway but was claiming that they were causing static electricity to build up now no but but thinking about it after the fact you know what would have worked even better? And would have fit the uh uh the the overall thematic piece of it all? Because uh James would dress up in this uh Chinese key, I think is what it was, for you know, aesthetic reasons, whatever. I I thought about it after the fact and I thought how cool would it have been if he had set up instead incense sticks?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you set up an incense stick. If you've ever burned an incense stick, the the smoke comes off of the tip and will go pretty much straight up. Now, in a studio, you've also got air circulating because, you know, it, it's hot. But, you know, I, I could see being able to, you know, shield a little bit from that. But, you know... And that's not going to cause static buildup. Not by a long shot. And... Oh, trust me, you would notice if smoke was suddenly going
2: Poof. another direction. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you know, that's me. Um dry I ice. The
2: peanuts were perfect though, because they're so lightweight.
0: Yes. Yes. So I, I, I would be something. with you on that one. I would be with you on that one. Uh and and the funny part of it is these days, it would be relatively trivial, relatively trivial now, to be able to have a FLIR camera on like uh, uh on a uh, on a cell phone camera uh, a an infrared camera to be able to detect hot breath or warm breath coming off of somebody's face i mean if if these FLIR cameras can see somebody tooting out their backside through their pants you know at, at night on, on a on a on a subway station i'm sorry the underground station i know you guys over yeah. here English, you know. What, do you spell underground with the? Oh, actually, you do. Spell whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter. Canadians
2: think, and your extra vowels. But, but, but,
0: <laughs> that's two T's. But the 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 idea that he went ahead and, meaning Randy, thought about these things in in the light of what possible explanations would there be for something like this that I would be able to hide from people doing magic work. Because doing magic work, illusionist work, is all about misdirection and hiding from people. And not just necessarily physically, but mentally as well. When you prime somebody to be paying attention to one particular thing, they will completely disregard something that you are otherwise doing deftly that they should have been paying attention to because otherwise, you know the the um the uh uh the basketball uh the basketball video. How many times was the basketball passed back and around forth? And okay, good. Did you see the uh, guy dressed up as a gorilla walk through the scene? Wait, wait, what? And you go back uh-huh. and yep, <laughs> it's exactly that. And Randy was brilliant at it. He did one talk where he's up in front of everybody. He's talking into a, a microphone, and uh, he he's... Talking about some stuff, and he's finally like, "By the way, you might not have noticed this, but uh, this microphone that I'm talking through, yeah, I don't need this. This is a this is a razor. This is an electric razor. I'm just going to put this down. And these glasses that I'm wearing right now, I don't I don't wear glasses. He takes them off his face and he puts his fingers through the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the where the lenses should be because there's no lenses in there. He's just like, I, I don't I don't wear these. See, these are expectations that you've got because of how I presented myself, and you didn't even think about it. And it's like, holy shit, this guy is showing off." the meta of the whole damn thing of how you present yourself the whole fake it till you make it thing except it's just in a 20 minute talk of trying to explain to people this is why you're supposed to be skeptical well shit
2: um Yeah. yeah
1: rolling back to a previous episode the first time we had dr sam conway on oh god yeah and his the video, <laughs> you know, but the video about the what is it the hydrogen or hy- hydro whatever, and the
0: fact that uh, humidifiers cause autism or, so, or some some crap like that. Some, some crap. I'm I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm suddenly reminding myself. Yeah, he, he was still sober at that point in the show. Yeah. I think. But but the thing is, long story there. The yeah. the first
1: video that that I saw that you know as we were prepping for the show, I. I honestly thought to myself that, okay, you know, the way he's presenting it. And you know, the fact that he actually sounds like an authority figure when sober, I I have to throw that caveat in because I know the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, okay, I know I don't have enough personal knowledge to completely call this out, but it almost makes sense. And then of course, In, in his final video, he, you know, basically blew the whole thing up, but yeah, it it is how you present yourself. And if you present yourself the right way, and if you've got the charisma, you can Pied Piper just about anybody.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people where I am, I, I'm going to go ahead and I will, I will say it. As much as this might be a little bit of, well, geez, shit, talking yourself up real big there, guy, aren't you? I think that I am one of those people for whom I I would be one of those personalities that has got enough clout where I, if I wanted to become the evil version and, and and scan the shit out of people in some way, shape, or form, it. I could get away with it for a while.
2: Mm-hmm. But that is not your nature.
0: No. No, it's not. It's well,
2: unethical, and you never would.
0: Yeah. I really don't
2: think you would do that for... No, you wouldn't do that. That's that's harmful to people, and you
0: you don't hurt people. Yeah. Um. I, I, I will tell you this, though. I have actually considered... Every once in a while, when I hear about, uh, when I hear on some, some, uh, some podcasts about, uh, uh, checking out, um, uh, you know, these, uh, these, uh, uh psychic medium fairs or whatever, I have actually thought about, um, practicing and learning up the cold and warm techniques and, and re- really getting them down so that I could host my own ones for, you know, uh, you know, like a, like a 50 bucks a seat, have people come in to do this so that at the end of it all, I could actually say, here's what we're going to do right now. I am going to give you back 90% of your money. You're going, you're going to get, you're going to get back 40 of your $50. I will keep just $10. If you give me one promise To never tell a soul what I'm about to tell you, this whole thing has been a lie, and here's how it was done, and this is how it's done with all these other folks.
2: That's different. That's a legitimate side gig.
0: Yeah, because I I was thinking in in the terms of, you know, make it an hour, and then you're literally charging $10 an hour for each person as a tutor. Mm Mm-hmm. So you know, I've kind of banded the idea of, of being an ethical what would what, what would be the term for this at this point? Um, um, an ethic uh, an ethical yeah, scam artist?
2: Art you know an ethical, uh, you know, um, ethical shyster trying to point out why this is a, you know a shyster predatory behavior
0: okay see that won't fit on the marquee
2: no so and you would I, have I, to work on the marketing and you know something catchy but that yeah you know,
0: it it it, 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 it you
2: have to work with it, yeah, it but you're it, creative you, you could do it
0: it, it won't fit on a, on a on a business card either that's 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 well yeah. i mean good but this i'll i'll make a qr code for that and but you yeah know, that'd the, have
2: to be a marketing thing you, know, would, you may have to yeah
0: yeah but but uh, on on the, on the other side of it all that is something that uh, that Randy did. By the way, he he got uh he trained up somebody to fake being a psychic medium channeling a several thousand-year-old spirit uh Egyptian or whatever the hell it was. And one of the proofs uh, he, he he says with with scare quotes around it. I don't know if you know this one by the way, Dallin – the the person was trained up to have a, um, a foam ball under their left armpit so that someone who was semi-medically trained could get their pulse off of their wrist, and they would squeeze on that ball, which would then squeeze on the pulse coming through, which would minimize the pulse at the wrist until it was no longer – uh, is this person alright? Don't worry, he does this when he goes into a trance, just give him a couple of seconds. Do you feel oh. the pulse yet? There's no pulse. What's going on? And then open their eyes and just... You know? And trick. fooled. And fooled people for months doing that. Yeah. Here's the thing. That trick?
1: Of, of the, the putting, not so much a foam ball, but like anything under your arm to 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 kill your pulse mm-hmm. on your in your arm? I read how to do that in a book that I got from Scholastic when I was in
0: like grade four. I
1: got I you. remember
2: that. By the way, you want
0: to talk the oldest trick in the book? It's it's almost the oldest trick in the book. The oldest trick in the book right now is uh, getting pregnant with somebody else and cooking your husband and telling, uh, starting a whole religion with it all. By the way, I'm laughing because Dallin was able to find the video about the uh, uh the basketball <laughs> and the and the gorilla. Thank you. Yeah, the selective attention test. There, there was actually there were a few
1: others, but Dallin's that was the good. one that seemed to be the most. Uh, yeah, that one actually had a reaction video to it. So. Oh. <laughs> I, I figure at that point, Nice. Uh, I've been, I've been watching a lot of, uh, not, not for this kind of stuff, but, uh, reaction videos to a particular artist that I've been following lately. I, I won't get into too much. The funny thing is you watch the reaction video and then you scroll down to the comments and typically the top comment is from the artist himself saying, I, I can't tell you how happy I am. That you got a good laugh out of this video. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can tell right away the artist is Canadian,
0: so <laughs>
2: <laughs> obviously decline.
0: Um, he actually <laughs> is too. Yeah. On, on the yes, other I s- know. Yeah. On the other side of the question, but uh pardon me. On the other side of the coin at this point, uh Stephanie just said uh it, about the the whole uh, ethical shyster. There it is. Ethical shyster. That's that's yeah correct. Yeah, that, that'll work. That'll yeah, work. Anyway, right here, yeah. smart. Um, so Stephanie had said, uh, but people want to believe the nonsense. They would be very angry that you pointed out that they are mugs. I get that, but I would want to make sure that I did it in such a fashion that it was the only reason that you've been duped before and that other people have been duped before is because they weren't, explained what happened okay because these people are professionals at what they do they know the techniques they know what works and they've been using these techniques and what's worked since the oh shit what 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 was the name of it the uh uh the uh, the photos of the the fairies that uh that took in uh sir conan doyle
1: uh, I I couldn't
0: tell you. Shit, yeah. Okay. But, but I, I know I can find it in, in a couple. Of seconds. Go yeah. go right ahead. I'll look that uh, up. But no, I was thinking more in terms of like
1: kind of a, a a specific application of that is Penn and Teller or Penn and yeah, Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Yeah, I almost said Penn and Gillette, but like no, that's the same person. My bad.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> Penn Gillette and uh, Edward Teller. Yeah. And but, and spoiler teller does actually talk Oh okay. yeah, God, no, show, but he does. I, talk.
0: no, I have actually heard him talk.
2: Uh, I have too. And he is uh, an, it,
1: it,
0: he is an accomplished he is an accomplished um performer and stage uh actor. Yeah. But uh, yeah,
1: when he dropped that f bomb in that interview, I figured, yeah, okay, I, I was I was detecting a little bit of repression there, but that's just me.
0: Um, well, you know, when when you, when you, when when your whole shtick is that you don't say anything, you know. Exactly. I mean, it's the it's the whole reason why they got uh, Marcel Marceau in uh, Mel Brooks' Silent Picture, and he's the only one that talks in the whole thing. And all he says is, "No, what did he say? I don't know. I don't speak French." Okay, mm, fine. That's fucking great, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go and watch that again. Anyways. <laughs> you and me both.
1: Well, I've got it, so I may as well, I may as well watch it. Anyways, um, but no, uh, the, the one I remember the most from Penn & Teller was they were doing one of their shows, and it was, you know, a typical magic show. You know, they had, you know, stuff was moving, and, you know, uh, I think Teller was cut in half at least twice or something like that. But then the curtain drops and it comes up again. And there's the same contraption they were using for the, for the illusion, but it was transparent. And so, so basically they, they debunked themselves, you know, again, Mm -hmm. ethical shyster type stuff you've got. And I mean, magicians, it used to be a thing like that was a code. Yep. Like if you, if you told what it was like, I don't know how far they would go in terms of outing you or offing you for that matter. Maybe back in the day that kind of extreme was allowed, but I mean there were people who risked their lives and their careers by debunking these things. Yes. Like the the floating the, the floating lady. You know, they they, they put them on a the slab, they kick the table up from under them, and then they they do the pass with the hula hoop. Mm-hmm. Okay, they actually showed how that was done just by tilting the camera up a few degrees so you could see the angle iron uh zigzag thingy that if you pass the hoop around the right way you'd never know. Yep. I was I was not much younger than I am right now when I finally rea- when I finally discovered that for the first time. And it's like so, and and of course, the big thing was, well, well. Now that you know this, what what is it now? It's like, well, now you can actually go into it and just say, okay. How's your performance? Because yeah, you know how the trick is done, but but now the question is, okay, can you still appreciate it as art? Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that the, the answer to that is yes.
2: Mm-hmm. It is an art form. If, if a
1: master it's, illusionist, yeah. if a yeah. master illusionist can can still wow you. After you've done, after you know exactly how the trick works, but you can still go, yeah, you did fine.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, to me, that's the mark of of
0: the good one. Yes. Yep. And that's why (laughs) they started the show, Fool Us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, by the way, in the middle of all that, joining us from uh, over the pond, over into Paris, France. Good morning, Joseph. How are you?
3: Uh, Not bad. Uh, I would have been late in time for normal, but... uh, uh, the hour's changed. Ah, uh, yes.
2: Uh, and hours will change next week. So,
3: yeah. Uh, next week?
2: Hours will. Next Yours week, may then. already have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if we could uh, all change at the same freaking time, it would just make it easier on everybody, but no, we have to I'm beat Snowflakes board,
3: over here. I'll change it all.
2: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm on board with you on that I'm one. I'm on board there, right there. Put us on standard and leave us there.
1: UTC uh, well, yeah, is there for
0: a reason, goddammit.
1: I wish I could find the, um, Oh, there there was an old comedy duo. Um, how old were they? They were so old. They used to open for the Oak Ridge boys. Okay. Uh, they they were known as, they they were known as Williams and Ree. the white man and the Indian. That's their title. I didn't use that. I didn't, you know, that was not a slur on my part.
2: Yeah.
1: And they had a thing that, um, Oh, how did it go? Oh yes, it was about daylight savings time. And and, and it was the it was the, the native guy re was just going off. And, and and he's like, you know, and you wonderful white people have found a way to save daylight. You're saving daylight. In the summer, the days are longer, the sun is out longer. And and little Tommy and Becky are worried about missing some rays. So mommy and daddy came up with this idea. That, that that would help them save daylight. They take an hour off the evening and put it in the morning. White people, you're not saving any daylight. Not anymore, no. It's the same amount of hours in the day. If you want to see the sun in the morning, get your honky butt out of bed and see that sun. Don't go changing the clocks around. You're not saving any daylight. <laughs> I was in grade nine when I heard that
0: and I listened to it so much. I still remember it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say really quickly that um, I'm a nice guy for the most part. Not always. I'll just leave it at that Mm. for right now is the way that it is. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So so since, uh, since you're, just getting the opportunity of joining us at this point, uh, Joseph. Did you have any? Uh, did you have any specific memories or, or things about uh, James Randi that uh, you specifically remembered that you wanted to kind of reminisce about?
3: Oh, I only became familiar with him um, uh, in my first years of the atheist community, and, and again, that's thanks to Harp, woman. But, uh, but what I did see was, uh, yeah, pretty impressive.
0: He was—he uh, was definitely good people.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, kind-hearted uh, and uh, no bullshit.
2: Yeah, and he was you know, oh. doing it for the right reasons. I think.
3: Agreed. But uh, one less skeptical voice.
0: You know, I can't think of a single instance. Now, th- this is, this is just me. Now, admittedly, I don't have encyclopedic knowledge of everything and everyone or everything. I can't think of a single person, uh, a single time where anybody had ever said that Randy was anything less than an absolute love to be around. Uh, not to
1: not to put too fine of a point on it, but I thought there was some controversy a, a few years back about him or maybe it had to do with the Jref or something. Um, anybody remember anything about that?
0: well obviously I can't think of anything off the top. Oh uh, and by the way, uh, what I was saying about before the uh, the fairies uh, that was the Cottingley fairies fairies. I will make sure that that's uh, in the show notes, too. By the way, uh, Stephanie, yeah, the Cottingley fairies? Fairies? Jesus, I didn't have any alcohol tonight. What the hell? Um, <laughs> you guys don't spell that with you in the UK, right? Good. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Bite me, whatever.
2: Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Me's up to way too easily, music, I guess. Yeah.
1: No, I, I think there was... I, I think there actually was an attempt to uh, to slander him at one point, but I don't think it got anywhere.
2: Mm-mm. I I vaguely remember what you're referring to. I don't remember the gear. Um, oh, gosh. I would have to do some thinking on back. I vaguely remember what you're referring to, Dallin, but... Yeah,
1: I, I did a search. Uh, I just did a very quick cursory search. Uh-huh. Um, and... Most of what I found is just they, they were talking mostly about, you know, his movie and, you know, the controversy it created, not for him, but for his targets.
2: Mm-hmm, so,
1: mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as, uh, I, I, I do seem to recall that somebody tried to throw some shade on him. Yeah. But.
2: He was even sued.
1: Oh, yes. Maybe, and, that's what, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yep.
2: And, and what happened he had to burn through so much in legal fees to defend himself against Peter Popoff. That,
1: that's what it was.
2: That, um, he had received a $276, uh, thousand dollar grant from, uh, the MacArthur Foundation. And, you know, they, they, I mean, they, you know, do a lot of, you know, philanthropic you know, donations and things like that, uh, you know, public broadcasting, whatever. And he spent most of that on legal fees trying to defend against this lawsuit and then ended up being able to counter sue and get some of it back for filing a frivolous lawsuit.
0: Um, knowing full well that Wikipedia is not the end all be all, but. Oh my lord, oh I wait, didn't oh, Yuri, was
2: Yuri! Yuri Geller?
0: The, Yuri Geller. Now I'm, I'm going to give you the quick synopsis. Apparently, Yuri Geller got really all kinds of pissed off and sued Randy because, well, you know, he was cutting into his money because you know,
2: you ruined my career, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Um... Uh, let's see, where, where is it over here? Uh, let's see. According to Randy, Geller tried to sue him several times, accusing him of libel. Geller never won, save for a ruling in Japanese court that ordered Randy to pay Geller one-third of one percent of what Geller had requested. The ruling was canceled and the matter dropped. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Ninety-one. Geller sued Randy and Psychop for 15 million on a charge of slander now a, a lot of this has still got to do with the whole spoon bending thing here's where if anybody is drinking right about now i am going to ethically tell you to stop drinking for a few moments uh let's see uh apparently one of the uh one of the Defenses that uh, that was used was to point out that the spoon bending trick um, was apparently shown to have been printed on the backs of cereal boxes. So this is nothing new. Uh? Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Dallin, what's the expression? It gets better. The court dismissed the case, and Geller had to settle at a cost to him of $120,000 after Randy produced a cereal box which bore the instructions. Geller's lawyer – one more time, Dallin. Gets better. Geller's lawyer, Don Katz, was disbarred midway into this action, and Geller ended up suing him. So to say that they are all basically just a clusterfuck of dumb. Oh my lord! <laughs> you know the. Tr- I'm, I'm sorry. Let me let me let me do this right. The truth shall shit you free. I can't even talk right. I did not have any alcohol tonight. I am snoring my speech tonight, and I do not know why. I think I'm tired. Yeah, I was going to say, the fact that it's 1.30 a.m. for you right now. You know what? Plus, I mean, last night I, w- I was very much F off this, F off that. So, mm-hmm. which is very weird for me. I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: Anyway. and You know, getting back to, uh, like, uh, Peter Popoff. I mean, oh, I, God. Man. Now, I've mentioned him more than a few times on this show. Oh, God. Yes. And, yes, we have. You know, the, the crappy thing about him is, that you know, he even exists, after, still. well, even after that, he got trounced by Randy, and
0: others.
1: you know, and, and to the point where, you know, th- this guy should, he should not be allowed to
0: buy a camera. He should not be allowed anywhere near a microphone.
1: Yeah. And I will shit you not on this. I was, uh, I was down in the States on business. And flipping channels as I normally would at night because, you know, trying to wind down from the day Sure. Yeah. and I see an infomercial and it's him peddling his spirit water. And the thing is, I'm watching this and I'm like, I know who this guy is. I know what he's gone through, what he's been subjected to at the hands of James Randi and Uh, Another guy who is no longer with us, but a uh, a YouTube skeptic named DPR Jones, who went after Popoff with like a ten warthog ferocity. (laughs) You know, it's like Peter. Peter, Peter, Yeah, you know, there's Peter Popoff. By my spirit water, and DPR Jones goes Bert, You know, I mean, no, he, he was actually looking at ways to legitimately defund pop off by doing exactly what you He wanted you to do. Basically there was a way to actually make his, his enterprise cost him more than he was going to get in. Again, this is sort of back before, you know, uh, a lot of the online stuff that we can do nowadays, like, you know, Amazon ish and Etsy ish even really took flight, you know? But uh, beside that, the, the bad thing about pop off, well, guys like pop off Geller and all the others is they're still out there doing this stuff in some capacity, you know, like I would not be surprised if, you know, I'm going down, downtown and I would see an advertisement, you know, that, or that Yuri Geller is going to be doing his thing at the Jubilee auditorium,
0: which is a, a, Theater stage here. Well, yeah, there, there's plenty of those that end up happening. Uh, there's um, uh, uh, the Long Island medium is coming through and doing a performance in in your in, you know yeah this in the in the round or, or uh, what the hell was the uh, uh, God I mean, who's that other ones? one? Babe? Who's that other one? The the, the pet psychic. Oh God! Uh, mm-hmm. My ex-wife used to
1: love watching her, and I was just like, Why are you putting us through this? You yeah. know. It- Shit, you know no, a, Van,
0: like. Vanderhoof, um, uh, whoever, whatever the hell his name was, uh, the baby face with uh, a crossing over, whatever the hell is. Oh, name John, was. John, yeah, John actually, had... the Brett, Brett, the Hitman Heart
1: actually went to him to <sighs> to talk about Owen after after he died. God damn it!
0: But yeah. on, <laughs> on the bright side, on the bright side, that one bitch is well past dead. So thank you. Yeah, but.
1: Thing is, even after people like Randy or you know, even somebody with a hell of a lot more fame than we'll ever have, are able to absolutely trounce these people and show that they are just full of crap. Sylvia Brown—that's what her name was. Yeah. That that bitch. Yeah, but they're still able to get out there and and still do it.
2: And I ha- that throws me out on a on a tangent. Sylvia Brown. When I was at TM 2012, she was also in town doing her thing there. And I didn't go personally because I was more interested in, you know, hearing the the talks and meeting people and things like that. But, you know, the regular yearly TM attendees who go every year and stuff, a group of them went to go greet her at the airport with protest signs calling her out on her bullshit. I thought it was priceless. They I, all got left together as a group of went.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you remember earlier I said that usually I'm a nice person, but you know, not always uh-huh. necessarily. Uh-huh. I will go ahead and I will go on record as saying this. And if anybody wants to call me out on it later in life, that's that's fine. When I go, when I go, uh, when I go putting in my uh my thing to be uh president in uh, another four years, uh, you, you can hold this one against me. That bitch can't be dead enough for my tastes.
2: Yeah. Okay? Yeah.
0: We, we all clear
2: on this one? Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious that, you know, some of the bigwigs, you know, in, in the skeptical movement, you know, they're like, you know, peace out. We, we have, a you know, Sylvia Brown's a town and we have to go greet her at the airport.
0: <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs>
2: Well, it was awesome, well, and then we got a report when they came back.
0: Yeah, no. Hold, hold on a second, though, Joseph. I mean, this this whole psychic medium seance bullshit thing is is still parlor tricks. It's best of your knowledge, is that something that, that kind of is like a, a thing out that way
2: also? Do people buy it? Is what well? I guess. Well,
3: oh, oh no. Well, it's a performance.
2: Well, yeah.
0: I mean,
3: that's how people consider it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that, but unfortunately, most of my countrymen seem
2: to no. buy into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well,
3: you know, France is a uh, very—they uh, uh, kind of got over religion. Oh.
0: Yeah, the only reason they keep religion around anymore is for the uh, architecture, I think.
2: hmm
3: Yeah. Well, there's it, it still people going to the churches. Well, but well. hear the, the bells clamorously in panic ringing.
1: <laughs> but to, like, be like, be to be fair. To no be fair. Followers. To be fair. Yeah. I, I will say this much, Joseph. A to be fair. I told myself, you know, one of my things on the bucket list is to go to Europe and do a trans European church tour. Not, not for the sake of now, see, I, I took a history class in university and it was ancient medieval history. So we got to talk a lot about, you know, the Renaissance, the reformation, uh, how the church went through it all. And I mean, and I saw pictures of, architecture that boggles the mind in terms of scale splendor and the fact that some of these places are over a thousand years old and are doing a hell of a lot better than some of the things in downtown freaking new york oh yeah that says something that's so, fair that's fair you know not not necessarily to go and worship but to be able to go in and stand inside of a building that is two millennia old in some cases. Yeah. And, and to see, you know, what an actual stonemason group was capable of doing back in the day. But,
3: that- uh, you know, do you know how I want to spend my retirement? I, I, I dream of uh, buying an abandoned church in the countryside and transforming it into my home
1: okay I, you know not the craziest thing considering um
3: you can buy it for like uh one symbolic euro if you'll take care of it
1: well i mean there's a uh there's a church in pittsburgh that got turned into a brew pub and they brewed some of the best damn beer i've
0: ever
3: tasted that's
0: yeah, true i'm i'm yeah. i'm la- i'm laughing really hard because years ago before uh, before this particular piece of property was owned by us, Um, my wife and I had looked at a whole bunch of uh, listings for real estate. And there was a place that was on the north side of Buffalo, actually technically outside of Buffalo proper, that was a church with a rectory. And we actually considered buying that so that we could live in the rectory part and we could always run A house of worship that could, you know, be rented out for weddings or, you know, rock bands to come in and, you know, like, otherwise off-the-wall stuff that would be, you know, great gathering places and whatnot. And now I'm suddenly thinking about it in the terms of, shit, wouldn't really be able to do that right now the same way, would you? Hmm.
2: Oh,
0: But, but, it was – it was a great idea thinking about turning a, uh, uh, you know, a big-ass church into, you know, somewhere where there'd be a little bit of minor mosh pitting going on. You, you see where I'm going with that. Uh, you
1: know, you could probably have rented that place out, you know, for, you know, just about any death metal band wanting to shoot a video in a church, you know, for reason. reason. Uh, that would have been a very nice retirement nest egg, I think, for y'all. Yeah.
0: Just saying, just saying, you know? Yeah, but we decided to instead come all the way out here, out south, and, you know, that's that's where I am. Anyway. Uh, hindsight, probably the best move. Yeah, well, uh, yes and no. I mean, you know, we still had the small problem of that uh, uh wife died, so, you know, that's, well, that's a bit of
1: a problem. There is that, but I, I honestly, in, in that case, I don't think location would have meant a hell of a lot of difference.
0: Just No, 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 it really wouldn't. No. Anyway, but... um the 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 fact that um the fact that generally speaking france is much more uh, uh no not much more is much less uh what's what's the word that i'm i'm looking for here uh mythologically entertained than the united states yeah that that says something of course then again french society is a older than the Americas, so you know, still got some catching up to do in the line of, you know, growing up.
3: Well, actually, you guys had your revolution before France. Yeah, but,
0: you know... To be fair... You to know, be fair... That, there was that whole, you know, King George was a dick thing going on, so, you know...
3: Yeah, well, King George was imposing Anglican religion on all the other <laughs> religious factions, who so, ran away to the great new U.S. of A. Uh, where, yeah,
2: where we ended up getting the Puritans, and we're still stuck in that mindset by way too much of the population. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a that's a whole other thing.
2: That's a whole other thing. You know the the colonels from the UK got sent to Australia, and then you know we got the
3: yeah. You know it's not as simple as that. I know, but um, no.
0: I wish it were though. I mean, good God, the idea that we've got people who are hanging on to mythology in this country the the way that they are, just
3: it. Well. If you want to make it simple, you you have to dig all the way down to human. Make it a question of human behavior, because I mean, <clears throat> if we're just going to talk about the the, the results of um, you know people manipulating our base instincts, then yeah, if we're going to be talking forever. We're going to be forever lost in the details without getting down to the source. Yeah,
0: that's true.
3: Why are people credulous? And it comes down to basic credul- credulity. I mean, they're... They depend... Uh, most people... The, the tendency seems to be people tend to be depending on whoever's higher up than them, to feed them, to wow them, to tell them what to do, to tell them how to think, or tell them how not to not think, whatever. Yeah. There's a very little thinking for oneself going on, whereas France seems it's totally into uh, it seems to be totally into individualism, but uh, that's that's kind of an illusion because a lot of people here also um, tend to rely on the system in the same way North Americans do, but uh, they tend to be a little more. Uh, instead of living in a group thing bubble that uh, you
0: saying that um using the term uh ethical shyster that really that really was the type of person that uh, Randy prided himself on being I mean he I don't think that he ever specifically use the expression but he was an educator by by any other term i mean he he brought his knowledge his experience his his skills to the people so that especially the younger people and and with good good reason so that they would learn. And by learning even just a little bit of what he had to teach them about this is how people dupe you because they they've known how to do this, and you've not been taught how not to have this happen. Well, now you know how it's done. You'll go forth and multiply, so to speak. I very much like and admire that he continued to do that as much as he could i mean he was he was actively doing this for oh god what since the mid-70s i think yeah so yeah it's safe to say that you know let's call it 40 years just (laughs) argument's sake
2: and, you know, he still showed up annually at, you know, the the amazing meetings and and spoke to everyone. And then a few years ago, you know, due to his, you know, age and declining health and things like that, he had to step down from, you know, the JRAF Foundation, you know, James Randy Educational Foundation. And if I remember correctly, the... Um, the million dollar psychic challenge thing they had i think i they wound that down in 2015 but we'll still honor they won't accept any more applications at this time but you know if you had already put in an application been vetted and all that stuff and you can still prove the challenge you can still get the money or at least I, yeah that was the the you know the case before we passed away i i can't say if you know, for what happens now with the foundation. I'm just gonna have to watch and see. It will probably continue on, you know, without him. Um
0: writing uh, this on on uh, wiki. Again, don't know how how accurate it is because yeah, you know, I mean just doing this off the fly. Uh yeah, me in,
2: too. I'm just in, thinking off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Uh in twenty fifteen, the James Randi Paranormal challenge was officially terminated due to Randy's retirement from, and thus lack of direct involvement with, the foundation. So it is entirely possible that there is a different challenge by a different group, or or a similar challenge by a different group. But uh, That's Randy's specifically is, sadly, no more. Yeah, and you know what? Randy had even said that he would be thrilled if somebody were able to claim it because mm-hmm. that would mean that there would be something incredibly brand new and otherwise unknown before to us and it would be wonderful to explore and understand what that was and i'm i'm mm-hmm. highly paraphrasing but the the yeah. overall scope of it was was really that and you know when i first heard him saying the whatever it was exactly that he said I, I, I never would have thought about that. I always thought that it was just a much more of a cynical, well, <laughs> sure, give it a try. Yeah, let's, let's, let's see you go down in flames. All right, whatever. And then I heard him say that and it's just like, wow, shit, that's a good point. It's like trying to learn to open up a, a new area of scientific ex- investigation and you're, you're hoping that it's there, but, and, Until you get something that tells you it's really there you you just kind of have to wait and see if somebody's actually got something for you kind of like you know is is somebody going to eventually prove string theory i know it's not exactly the same thing but you you, you get the idea
2: yeah or parallel universes or any of that yeah until we actually find one
0: yeah
1: Actually, and some of the things I've been seeing and, and hearing about and reading um, when it comes to astronomy these days, like you just, when you started talking about parallel universes and everything, it just reminded me of some of the things I've, like some of these planetary discoveries yeah, mm-hmm. that they're, they're doing right now. Um, hold on a sec. Let me, uh, let me find this guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there's a guy named uh, Anton Petrov. He's uh, I think he's Polish. And he's, he's a YouTuber and he does a lot of astronomy based videos. Uh, and I, I, I watch him once in a while because he just, he's, he's got just some really cool stuff that he he shows. And what I can't, what I can't see for the life of me is you've got, you know, they, they talk about all these planets that they're finding, which is fine. But now they're actually almost able to predict now like how close they are to this particular star, what they might be like, based on mathematics. Like it's not based on guesses.
2: You know, it's it, mathematically well, th-
1: th- th- so. there's a little bit of speculation, obviously. Well, yeah. But to be able to find out that okay, based on this dot on this photograph that dims at this interval. By this much, we can determine that there is a thing orbiting this dot at this particular interval, and it is this big and this far away from the star. And based on what we know about that star and what we know about our own sun and the Goldilocks zone, which is where the Earth is right now,
2: yeah.
1: And there, there actually is a calculation for that. I. I have the book somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I have my old university astronomy text. I still whip that sucker out once in a while. Yeah. To to, to be able to do all that based on math mm-hmm. is yeah. freaking incredible. Yeah. And like, like to me that that kind of stuff like, you know, we can mathematically prove that kind of stuff is there. Mm-hmm. Um I'd love I'd love to see something. I'm with Randy on this one. You know, if I, if I could see somebody provably use the force, maybe not necessarily to throw a nun in front of a bus. That's, that's a reference to somebody. Um, yeah. but you know, to be able to do something like that, I'd love to see that mm-hmm. because, and it's not that it would disprove any kind of atheistic stuff or whatever that were out there it would just go that, okay, you've proven it. Now let's see how it works. Mm-hmm. And yeah. once you find out how it works, life is going to get very, very interesting.
0: Yeah. I think I did a whole thing about how uh, magic is no longer magic when you understand how it operates, but that's, that's, that's just the thing. By the way, I know who you're talking about. I went and I, I pulled up his, uh, his uh, YouTube page cause it sounded familiar Unfortunately, this is one of those people that I watched part of one video, but then he 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 made the very cardinal sin of saying, zero degrees Kelvin. And that's when, for me, it was like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Goodbye.
1: Oh, this Anton guy? Yeah. Yeah, I might have lost something in translation, but
0: like yeah i know i know i know yeah for those for those of you that wonder uh why is why is shujin being such a snob it's because kelvin is not in degrees kelvin is an absolute measure so if you say zero degrees fahrenheit that's one thing zero degrees celsius that's another zero kelvin is the way that it is Versus, I mean, what's, uh, has the old expression go? Zero degrees Fahrenheit is hot. Uh, Sorry, 100 degrees Fahrenheit is uncomfortable for the human body. 100 degrees Celsius is exceedingly difficult for the human body. Zero Kelvin. 100 Kelvin for the human body is a bad day. (laughs)
1: Yeah, um, not to not to be an apologist, or whatever. But uh, English is not this guy's first language.
2: Is fair point. Fair. Guess,
1: so that's my guess is that he said it because
0: it fair has point. something
1: to do with how how he learned English. Or it's something.
0: possible. It's and possible.
1: I'm also I'm also pretty sure that he probably got absolutely roasted for it in the comments. It's it's probably. Possible. That's fair. That's he he probably got roasted up to a hundred Kelvin. Fair.
2: <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: Maybe I don't know. I didn't. I didn't go to find out. So you sometimes know. the best jokes
1: are the ones you can throw back in their face. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, you know. My face. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> anyway. Um, where are we at this point? Um, we're, we gotta, we gotta see about, uh, we gotta see about wrapping, uh, some stuff up over here. So, um, Joseph, since, uh, since you've had the, the least amount of time, because I mean, hi, good
3: morning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, howdy. Um,
0: you know, we've, we've ended up talking about, a uh, a, a lot of stuff that, you know, we know about Randy stuff that was kind of tangent, tangentially related because, you know being being inquisitive about stuff and and showing people why things work and and bringing the uh, the skill set of the illusionist you know out, out to show people how uh how they get fooled how they get misdirected how how uh, how an illusionist is able to get away with what they do and and how important that was for you know teaching like I said, you know, especially younger folks and teaching people in general. Is there anything that, um, is, is there anything about Randy, uh, in that particular area or, or anything, anything about him that, that you can remember that you kind of like ad- admire the guy for, or, or want to specifically point out? Because like I said, you, you're you're the last guy in, so I figure you know you 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 deserve to have a little bit more to to close out for the end.
3: Last guy in, first guy out. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I you know nope mm, nope, nope too easy <laughs>
0: nope. Being um, nice. <laughs> I am being nice. I'm shutting I'm, the hell up.
2: I know.
3: Well, I've always admired him, but to be honest. uh I always felt a little sad watching him because, um, you know, all these people, this huge list of people that he debunked, um, he was practically alone in doing it. And, you know, now that he's gone, um, there's nobody to replace him for that, for the time being. He was basically alone in. You know, and debunking like pop off and that, how many other people have tried to debunk pop For example,
1: um, we don't have enough
3: time for that. <laughs> and his voice seemed uh, well, maybe we should find time, but his voice seemed to be just like lost, you know, because in spite of all this thing, he's presenting the facts. I mean, this is how it's down, but it's like the facts don't, he's kind of like adding an extra underline. To the fact that uh, a lot of people don't care about that.
2: Yeah, and and, and, his, fact? and his style was just so much more, you know, straightforward and kinder than, say, you know, Pendulette.
3: Oh God, those guys! Yeah, they're doing it too.
2: And and they were influenced definitely by Randy. And I know that Pendillette and James Randy were. You know, very, very, very close friends. Very. And Ben is not dealing with this very well. No. Um, I can, I can but, well he, but he has, but Penn does not have, uh, the same approach that, that Randy has. He's a little more brash. And so I just don't think that he would be able to educate as well with as much tact as, as James Randy was able to do. That's just not Pendulette's personality, you know. To be the face of the you know skeptical movement to to take over, I don't think we can can replace James Randi, unfortunately.
3: No. Well, we could have. We followed his example.
2: Well, yes, but yeah, he was one of a kind, and no one really picked up the mantle to to join him in that way.
3: Hell, if somebody was going to take the time to do that, uh, they're going to start up a, I don't know, a GoFundMe, I'd, I'd contribute.
0: You know, um,
2: that's an idea.
0: It would be interesting. I know somebody that could work on a business card for me. I I I was joking earlier about the idea of uh, of uh, me being the type of person to hold, um, quote unquote, uh, fake uh, medium uh, psychic medium uh, stuff. From the idea of you know, uh, and I, I know I'm rehashing a little bit, but uh, like charging fifty dollars a head for people to come in. Learning the the hot and cold uh, reading techniques, getting them down, and you know having people come in for fifty dollars for uh, you know an hour show, and then at the end tell them that if if they if they'd like to have ninety percent of their money back, I would do that, but they have to they have to swear a promise not to reveal uh, uh, a a secret that I will end up telling them, and anybody that uh, anybody that stays gets you know forty out of their fifty dollars back. And I explain how they got duped and why it works and how it works. And, cause, you know, I, I'm, I'm the type of ethical person that would not do that as a, as a psychic medium, because, you know, that you're wrong. But, um, being an ethical shyster, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's something worthwhile in that for my uh, future career. Yeah.
3: You know, it's funny how we're most of us are, you know, we're, we're, there is a skeptical community, but it's rather, you know, you're part of the community if you listen to the show or um, chat, the forum, whatever. But uh, it could be quite something else to be a card carrying skeptic.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And like, um, yeah, just like if everybody, if every card carrying skeptic, like, I don't know, 20 bucks a year or something like that to, <laughs> yeah, but to fund, um, you know, uh, if a few key people want to take up the mantle of spreading the voice of reason or the <laughs> the method of reason, uh, mm-hmm. then, you know, <clears throat> that would be an easier road to that. Yeah. I'd do it. Well, I'd do it, I'd, I'd pay for it. I mean, I
0: don't know what you guys think about. It, <laughs> it would definitely prove to be uh, an interesting possibility.
3: Mhm. could get shit done, instead of blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it,
0: can't argue with that. No. Think about that. Um, we got a. a I just realized that we're actually uh, we're we're actually just uh, just getting into overtime at the moment, and uh, I I want to see about getting I, I've got a I've got you guys are paying attention to the show uh, listening watching you don't know how many items I've got that I have to add to the uh, uh, show notes. At this point, because we've just been adding and adding and adding and adding. It's like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, that's that's what happened. Every once in a while on my secondary monitor, out of the corner of my eye, I'll see something flip through and it's just like, oh, what do we got? Oh, it's a new picture. All right. Great. There's a whole other flip. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. That's, that's good. Flip, flip. Guys, cut it out.
2: <laughs> Blinks. <laughs>
0: no, but, but, but that's a good thing. Um, because, you know, there's, there's so much to learn. Um, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I got something that's, uh, that's boiling in my head now. I'm, I'm gonna get to, uh, to, to, to close off, uh, Joseph, was, was there anything else that, that you want to add to it all at this point?
3: You already asked me that twice.
0: <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm. I'm trying. To, I'm trying I, to play favorites because you know you you, you got up earlier than you otherwise.
3: Uh, actually, good, obviously, uh, but um, technically, well, anyways, yeah, two times technically late. Yeah, mm. so I should, I should be punished actually. Uh, but no. anyways, but uh, well, yeah, just. Um, uh, I think first off, let's see how things go for this election. That's going to be the, uh, and, uh, yeah. And then, uh, let's decide real soon, uh, what, where to go from there.
2: Mm.
0: That's great. Guys who are watching sure. me on on the video right now, seeing me flipping out right about now. Yeah, that's Bridget's fault. Thank you, Bridget. You're welcome. Did it to me again. You
2: <laughs> <laughs> Added another link for your show notes.
3: Yes. I'm, being, I'm being i'm sure being, everybody listening on audio is really good at getting
0: <laughs> i'm being i'm bearing i'm being very good I'm being very good right about this now. is
2: good nature ribbing he's fine I'm, if he was mad at me i would know it well yes.
3: i'm'm I'm watching and uh i don't know if i still remember
2: it's fine
0: it's it's fine. All of a sudden, there's this big orange thing over on the side on my screen that caught my eye, and it's just like, damn! Yeah, just you know, you fine. You yeah, know, it's fine. Those of you that were, those of you that are listening didn't catch that. So, uh, for those of you that speak Italian and and are watching, I'll say it again. So, there you go. Those of you that actually do speak Italian, I'll go ahead and I'll translate it for you. Okay. That is the grand poobah of all Italian curse words, right there Thank
1: you. you. I you see. I remember the gesture from The Sopranos, but I can't remember what Tony said afterwards. And
0: now I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for those of you that oh. uh, for those of you that know Italian, p- folks, do not repeat that in front of any of them, especially if they are older than you and female, <laughs> or your grandma. You have been warned. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm glad to see that some, for once somebody stole my emergency
1: <clears throat> the management and staff of Holy Crap the Broadcast do not condone in any way shape or form of, send, of speaking Italian insults to Italian people specifically if they are older than you female or related to you i.e. your grandmother you have been warned we're not responsible smoke if you got them
3: what about people who identify as your older Italian you-
0: shut up if they got three inch heels, you're dead. Just you're
2: dead.
0: <laughs> because if they miss, it's going to boomerang come back and they'll get a second shot. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay. It's an Eddie Murphy reference, all right? It is.
2: Yeah. I remember it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dallin, you, you, uh, you, 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 do your thing because something tells me that, uh, Bridget's got, uh, Bridget probably got something worthwhile.
1: Yeah. All, all I got to say to this is, uh, and actually I agree with Joseph is, uh, God, I'm going to use a, I'm going to use a lyric from a country song. Who's going to fill his shoes. That's that's the big question right now. Is that
3: these boots are made for walking?
1: No, it's more like we don't have we don't have the arsenal that we had even a few short years ago. They've all gone off and done other things because skepticism and atheism was boring, and politics now gets you clout and clicks and Patreon. I don't think we have anybody who's willing to step into Randy's world and keep it going and that is heartbreaking.
3: But like I said before it's like if um, I'm willing to pay for somebody to step up. So hey I don't or, know how, I don't know how he was financed. Didn't he have some sort of um association organization?
1: Well, he had the JREF, but but again you, you can, hell, you could offer me the money and I'd gladly step up and do it. The question is, could I do it right? That becomes the big thing is you, you can pay somebody to do the job, but if they don't have the, the oh boy, oh boy. If they lack the randiness Boy, there's a lot of content. I I get you there. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if they don't, if they cannot channel their in their inner Randy to do the job, to carry the torch, you could throw what's left of Trump's fortune at them and it wouldn't help.
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, over in live chat, uh, right now, uh, sorry, I didn't type. I didn't, I didn't want to type right now. Uh, Carthic clue uh, don't go anywhere please stay stay with us for a, a, a couple more moments because I will I will address you specifically with my closing because it, it kind of ties into parts of what I was thinking anyway so just don't don't go anywhere away yeah
1: i'm i'm done like like i said okay I, I worry i agree with joseph that we need a replacement i just don't know where we're going to get it so
0: okay Bridget, since uh, I'm I'm fairly certain that you're going to be trying to mentally edit really quickly what you are and aren't going to say at this point.
2: I'm trying to, um, you know, every, I learned so much, you know, from James Randy and admired him, you know, as a young kid sitting in front of the TV with my dad, you know, who, you know, I, I lost decades ago and it still hurts. And, you know, I learned so much from, you know, James Randy. I have to, you know, thank him for taking the time to do what he did and then invest, you know, investing enough interest in me just for being one of the grant recipients that got to go just to have more women there and personally standing up and thanking me for coming and meaning it. And then the, the chance to actually sit for a couple of hours at his feet and just listen to him talk about his childhood and whatever. I will never forget it ever. I mean, you know, it, it, until I get dementia or whatever. Um, that's, that's a memory that I will hold on to the rest of my life that is precious to me. And, you know, the, the world is a much, you know, sadder place. Without him in it, and I'm so grateful that he was here for as long as he was.
0: I would dare it to say that uh, he he would not qualify as. I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to think of the right way of putting it. Then uh, he he would not have been considered the charismatic personality but he was an enthralling one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I might be, I, I I don't know if the connotation that I'm trying to put out there quite translates correctly out of my head. And I'm, I'm sorry if it doesn't, but I mean, he, yeah. So anyway, uh, what ended up happening is uh, uh, to, for the folks that are listening after the fact, uh, New, new voice had popped in over on the live chat. Uh, and, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing it. Karthik Clue, which, uh, I, I don't recognize the name. So, you know, if you are first timer, you know, welcome. Thank you very kindly. Uh, who had said, I have the syndrome called analytical paralysis where I'm very bad about taking decisions and I just overthink about the pros and cons. And in the end, I don't. Get to a single thing. Uh, I'm I'm just slightly paraphrasing at the very end there because a couple words needed to put it in there in order to get it right there. Um, f- so yes, first time. So again, thank you very much for being with us. And I I I said I was going to address you uh, on this one directly because uh, this kind of plays in a little bit to uh, what I was thinking about closing with. Randy is uh, someone for whom the term skeptic absolutely worked and 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 he worked uh, like we said you know earlier easy 40 years of his life to that end as an educator especially to the public to specific groups he started a foundation with the whole idea of being able to do exactly that to train people to recognize what other people had been learning themselves, quantizing, learning how to be unethical shysters, and kind of bringing in a little bit of what uh, what Dylan was talking about earlier. Yeah, you you kind of get into the situation where on the opposite side of You know, magicians never tell their secrets, but, you know, you've got some that do, and sometimes with good reason. But then you got the folks like Randy, who went ahead and showed that these people that have been, you know, demonstrating these wonderful supernatural abilities and talents, and they're they're just parlor tricks, but people don't know that they're parlor tricks, and they're scooping up the money because – they can. They're doing a performance without telling people that they're doing a performance. And that's a lie, and that's unethical. Where this comes in for how to address you specifically is this. After I lost my wife, I'm reminding you, this, this takes us back to 2005. I've... I've said on many an occasion and, and I, I will continue to say it because I, I still believe that for me, the expression is true. A good portion of my, maybe not my brain, but my, my psyche, who my personality, who I am was shattered. Is this, it is hard to overstate it, you know, 35 years old and all of a sudden, you know, the, the love of my life that I've been married to for 12 years is just, Gone. You know, how do you deal with something like that? What I had to do for a lot of months, for a lot of months, was when it came down to trying to understand how to think about something or, or what to do and how to decide what you know, what decisions I should be making. I had to kind of take myself out of whatever it was I was thinking of and ask myself, how would I have thought about this before we lost my wife? And let me tell you, that's tough. That, that was I, I can't, again, I can't overstate how tough that was. And sometimes I still kind of have to do that every once in a while. Fortunately, not very often anymore because, you know, it's been a long time. But it's sometimes really, really super difficult to do exactly what you're talking about, to get through deciding how to examine something how far should you go down the rabbit hole with it all and it's 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 hard it's tough to try to figure out where that limit should be but it's not something that you should be too worried about when i was growing up on long island the the running joke was if you got lost driving Sooner or later, you're going to hit water, so you can't get too lost. When you're dealing with whatever it is that you're going to be thinking about, whatever you have to evaluate, take your time and just relax into whatever it is. Pull yourself back. If you were going to look it over and you feel like you've kind of, you're diving too deep into it, stop. Pull back. Take it from somebody else's perspective. Take it from your own from a different way. If I was going to explain this question to somebody else, what pieces would be important for them to know? And try to, try to understand it from there. And the reason why I think this is important to put out there that goes along with this whole thing with Randy is that he took himself out of the equation. And he thought about these things and said, I know what goes on behind the scenes. I know what goes on behind the curtain. I know what maneuvers I need to make with which hand when it's in this position in order to make the foam ball come out where I want it to. Whatever the trick is, you get the idea. But he was able to look at it and go, who isn't going to understand? Where are they sitting? What is their perspective looking at me? And how can I teach them the pieces that I'm supposed to be intentionally hiding from them? It's all about perspective. It's all about If we look at something from a different angle, sometimes we internalize that ourselves. And sometimes it can help to not go down quite so deep a rabbit hole. Take your time with it, whatever it is, whenever it is. And from me to you, I know this is going to sound stupid and maybe over the top, but If it ever comes to a time where you might ever think that you'd like to ask a little bit further, somebody's perspective like mine, contact me through the show. Anytime, it doesn't matter. Email, tweet, Facebook, it's all good. I'd be more than happy to help you out if it's something that you think that you would need. And that's something that goes out to all of our family. I don't say fans. I say family because we're kind of family of choice. We're, we're here. It's part of the reason why we do what we do. We're not here for the money. Sure as hell ain't here for the fame. We're here to help in our little ways and to kind of go along with the theme of everything for this month. Don't forget we're ready to believe you. So with that, as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us tonight. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and found something to kind of talk about for yourself for a little bit later. Guys, thank you very kindly. This was, uh, I, I know my ending was a little longer than normal, but uh, I I sincerely hope that I got the right pieces across correctly. Joseph, you, well, thank you for being able to make it even at all then considering everything and you have yourself a a good safe rest of your week, huh?
3: Yeah, you too, sir. I'm going to get back to my, um, lovely weekend of hearing VPN server. Good
0: luck Mm -hmm. with all that. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, No two application has the same configuration settings. (laughs) Look
0: at the bright side. At least you're not dealing with token ring cable.
3: Oh, like real cable? You like put your hands on?
0: Just you know. We'll talk about coax later. That's all I not
2: At least you're not still having to deal with COBOL programming or a mainframe. It could be worse. Well, Ugh.
3: But I am getting back in Fortran. <laughs> <coughs> but the post-1970 Fortran,
0: of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> Bridget, you too. Thank you very kindly, and and um, I yeah. want to say thank you for all the links and and stuff. This because you know for me now it's like oh shiny oh wait no thanks. <laughs> you have yourself yeah. a good week.
2: Well, you you too, and you know take care of yourself. And I guess it's time to plug all of the the things. Oh, so, there's a
0: lot of things to plug right about now.
2: So, um, you know, if you want to send me a friend request on Facebook, you can find me on Facebook as bridgetbitch.10. Uh that is, you know, on the links to the, you know, our website and all that stuff. Um or find me on my blog at bridgetbitch2112.wordpress.com, which I'm horrible about not Updating, I really need to get back to that. And eventually we'll find some time to return to blogging after COVID is over. And I'm done checking on people and making sure that everyone is safe and well and all that.
0: (laughs) And.
1: Come on, Bridge, you got nine days left.
2: I'll be so glad when this election is over, but and I I have to say this, based on where I live. Fuck you, Mike Pence, with a flaming cactus, sideways, and you you GOP enablers, fuck you, too.
1: I was going to say, I was going to think she was starting to listen to the the show last night. Oh, wait, no, I typed that last night. I I think you did, yeah. Yeah, something about sideways with a lacquered bus, so...
2: Oh, well, this is sideways with a flaming cactus, I mean, too, it, if I get some extra help.
3: It, it, a, fermented, a fermented cactus burns better.
2: Well, you well know, okay, just whatever will work. Just fuck him.
1: Yeah, but the, but the whole thing about sideways, that that's, that's yeah. the point of contention.
2: Oh, I'm just so angry over... You know, they're they're SCOTUS picking the you know, bullshit that they're pulling. And I'm terrified that if something happens to Trump, then Pence will be POTUS. And he actually knows how government is supposed to work. And he's a theocrat. He's a lot smarter than Trump is. If things go sideways and Pence winds up as POTUS, I felt bad enough to have him as a governor. And was so... Distraught to see him actually like VP of the whole country, I was like, "Uh, yeah." I mean, just how things are going down. Yeah. Ah. Peace sorry, latest- sorry to rant, but shit.
3: <laughs> Watch the latest Bora.
2: Oh, I will. I fully intend yeah. to do that for yeah. comic relief, and I'll probably pay twice to see it.
3: And you can see him there in there. He's like just bald, fucking face lying. <laughs>
2: Sure. i know but from what i have seen on the the in the twitter verse most of the reviews are like this is actually hilarious <laughs> even if it's not true it's still funny <laughs> and i can use all the comic relief i can get because i have been so stressed yeah had, you know personal losses and just yeah everybody's having a hard time yeah there is that so yeah thank you for your time well thank you
0: and uh, Dallin, did you uh, uh, did you did you come down to Washington State and uh, cast your ballot yet?
1: Uh, no, but uh,
0: I, I was considering. Well, no, I was. Thank you. That- oh my God, I was hoping that she was going to end up laughing at this. Thank
2: you. Because <laughs> you, you don't have dual citizenship here in Canada, and I also can see why you're like, please, for the sake of all of us, because I am a polite Canadian. Please keep your crazy down there to yourselves. For yeah.
1: our sake. Although I did, I, I, I'll i have to find, it's going to be one more link, but I'll take care of it after the show.
2: Uh-huh.
1: An astronaut on the ISS cast her ballot via absentee vote.
2: How cool is that?
1: It is but as it cool as it gets. But it sends a message. Mm-hmm
2: how important this how many
1: is. how many hundreds of kilometers up is she and she still did it what's y'all's excuse
2: i had no idea i had not heard about that
1: i just no i just caught it on the news tonight i'll see if i can find it and I'll drop it in the show notes for you um that being said uh i did find out that uh, voting right now I think in terms of, of mail or like uh, early voting right now is upwards of 50 million so far.
2: Mm -hmm. Turnout is huge.
1: Yeah. Turnout is going to, they're going to be some broken records uh, this year. And I'll say it, whatever side it comes out on, the fact that everybody's doing it is to me the most important part.
2: Yeah. Because it uh, means like that people are actually,
1: yeah, people are actually starting to get invested in this place in which you live. Yep.
2: Yeah. Way past time. Usually the apathy, people stay home, and so you have a, just a sliver of the population making decisions for everybody.
3: Well,
0: yeah. yeah That's usually how it goes. Exactly. Yep. By the way, Stephanie, I'm going to get to that in just a second. Uh, ISS is uh, orbiting at approximately – 250 miles or 410 kilometers up give or take thank you i you was go. worried about my I, I was worried i was exaggerating there no that's a that's a good small
1: metric <laughs> yeah anyways yeah um so once all the show notes are, are figured out and uh, <laughs> i, I could do my copy paste thing uh i will have this audio version of the show up on our website at holy crap the where you also have all of our other contact info and stuff like that, including a link to my blog, which, you know, if if I'm just bored or whatever, I'll throw it on there. It's over at in thewindy 5ca And then, of course, on Monday, I'll be dropping my new episode of The in the Cast, uh, which is a writing podcast. Uh, me trying to actually be an author. Uh, you can catch that over at podchaser.com or at the show's website at kickit.yo5.ca.
0: Thank you for your time, man. As I said, everything that you uh, need as far as contact is over at the website. If you want to leave a voicemail message and please be creative, please. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I, I should, I should use that in one of these. anyway, phone number for the phone, uh, for the phone line is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Um, What was said earlier about, um, there's big boots to fill. There's always going to be f- big boots to fill. I can't talk worth spit tonight. But you know what? We don't have to fit them all. All we have to do is keep walking. He did a good job of teaching us where to go. All we got to do is just follow. So, you all take very good care of yourselves. Please be safe. And since this is still the time of the season, for those of you that are in an area where there are highways, if you're going to be driving at night, especially if you're coming to an overpass, please be exceptionally attentive. Some youth may decide that they want to try to throw things into traffic like jack-o'-lanterns. Please be exceptionally careful. You're driving over said overpasses. If you see something going on, There's nothing wrong with waiting them out and making them just walk because of, you know, the social intimidation. If you need to call the local constabulatory on them, don't hesitate. In the meantime, please be safe. We'll be looking forward to seeing you guys again next week. So as always, until then, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, of course, like I say, 15 and a half years on, I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Until the next time we get together, everyone, peace and long life. Live long and prosper.
1: And good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin MacLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.